podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church in the Year. Today is day 163, and we begin with number 1213. Holy baptism is the basis of the whole Christian life, the gateway to life in the Spirit, and the door which gives access to the other sacraments. Through baptism, we are free from sin and reborn as sons of God. We become members of Christ, are incorporated into the church, and made shares in her mission. Baptism is the sacrament of regeneration through water in the word. The sacrament is called baptism after the central rite by which it is carried out. To baptize means to plunge or immerse. The plunge into the water symbolizes the catechumen's burial into Christ's death, from which he rises up by resurrection with him as a new creature. The sacrament is also called the washing of regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit, for it signifies and actually brings about the birth of water and the Spirit without which no one can enter the kingdom of God. This bath is called enlightenment because those who receive this catechetical instruction are enlightened in their understanding. Having received in, ba- in baptism the word, the true light that enlightens every man, the person baptized has been enlightened. He becomes a son of light. Indeed, he becomes light himself. Baptism is God's most beautiful and magnificent gift. We call it a gift. We call it gift, grace, anointing, enlightenment, garment, and immortality, bath of rebirth, seal, and most precious gift. It is called gift because it is conferred on those who bring nothing of their own. Grace, since it is given even to the guilty. Baptism, because sin is buried in the water. Anointing, for it is priestly and royal, as are those who are anointed. Enlightenment, because it radiates light. Clothing, since it veils our shame. Bath, because it washes. And seal, as it is our guard and the sign of God's lordship. In the liturgy of the Easter Vigil, during the blessing of the baptismal water, the church solemnly commemorates the great events in salvation history that already prefigured the mystery of baptism. Father, you give us grace through sacramental signs, which tell us of the wonders of your unseen power. In baptism, we use your gift of water, which you have made a rich symbol of the grace you give us in this sacrament. Since the beginning of the world, water, so humble and wonderful a creature, has been the source of life and fruitfulness. Sacred Scripture sees it as overshadowed by the Spirit of God. At the very dawn of creation, your Spirit breathed on the waters, making them the wellspring of all holiness. The church is is seen in Noah's Ark, a prefiguring of salvation by baptism. For by it, a few, that is eight persons, were saved through water. The waters of the great flood, you made a sign of the waters of baptism that make an end of sin and a new beginning of goodness. If water springing up from the earth symbolizes life, the water of the sea is a symbol of death and so can represent the mystery of the cross. By this symbolism, baptism signifies communion with Christ's death. But above all, the crossing of the Red Sea literally the liberation of Israel from the slavery of Egypt, announces the liberation wrought by baptism. You freed the children of Abraham from the slavery of Pharaoh, bringing them dry shod through the waters of the Red Sea to be an image of the people set free in baptism. 
Finally, baptism is prefigured in the crossing of the Jordan River, by which the people of God receive the gift of the land promised to Abraham's descendants, an image of eternal life. The promise of this blessed inheritance is fulfilled in the new covenant. Father Jack. Thanks, Bill. The, you know, the, the names of the sacrament are, are pretty more, um, you know, pretty limited compared to some of the other sacraments, right? Um, you know, very few, you know, we talk of the, the catechism uses these several names for the sacrament of baptism, but the reality is that most people just call it baptism. They call it by the, the most common name, which is based around the central act uh, of the sacrament, right? Um, that it is by the word that is spoken, right? Um, you know, the catechism you know, uses this Greek word for, um, for plunging, for immersion, baptizane in the Greek, and it's baptizo in, in Latin, right? And it actually is just not even translate, it's just used to trade across. Um, but we have this understanding of the sacrament from this action of, of immersing ourselves in the water. Of, of or Actually, we don't immerse them. So we plunge somebody else into the water. You can't baptize yourself. You always are baptized by somebody else on, on behalf of the church. Um, that The rest of the names are kind of more are used, but very rarely. You're not going to go say, okay, I'm going to go receive the sacrament of enlightenment. You know, um, you know, when St. Justin the Apologist talks about enlightenment as a name for the sacrament, he's talking about the effect of the sacrament more than the sacrament itself. Or when Gregory of, of Nazianzus talks about all these different names, it's always kind of used as as a side effect, right? And it's kind of a, the gift, the grace, all of these, this rebirth. Um, all of these names are true, very much so, and they highlight what goes on. But the... The reality is that for the day-to-day experience, we're, we're calling it baptism. For that's the central act, is this immersion in the water for the sake of the regeneration, for the sake of our rebirth, because that rebirth that we receive only comes from being immersed into the, the life and the death of Christ, right? And so we see with that as our background, this immersion in, in and through water, uh, a prefigurement from the Old Testament into the New, on, from the Old Covenant into the New, and, and it's so clear, it's, it's at its most clear in the blessing of water, especially as pronounced at the Easter Vigil, but you know, honestly, at most uh, baptisms, it's the same. Uh, it's the exact same, uh, or close to the same blessing of holy water, and it's, a, and it's a beautiful thing. It really does walk us all the way through the... Um, it walks us all through the the story of of the history of salvation. Um, you know, not all of it is talked about in this um, in the in these few paragraphs of the catechism, but it is a very uh, a walking through God speaking over the water uh, uh, and and bringing order out of chaos at creation. There is a uh, the story of Noah, the walking through the Red Sea, all of these other. Um, occasions that get talked about until finally the new covenant is is you know perfects this image. But why do we why do we care? Well, because it allows us a chance to see more fully what God's plan is. That that you know he he hides in a certain sense. He veils this mystery for a while, but it does have an eventual revealing, an eventual perfection that um, 
that we're all called to, or an, an, an unveiling that has this um, this purpose of showing what God has in store, that in looking back at it, we should see that that the the for example the crossing of the Red Sea, uh, you know, wasn't meant to be a one-off event. It was meant to be something that is carried out throughout. When in Noah, the this ark, this uh, prefigurement of being brought, you know, kept free from the water, um, which is should also have us be reminded that we're called to leave behind our sin. That that from creation we always are, are brought into a greater order of of God's plan. That that all of these moments are are fulfilled through the same saving power of water, but also destructive power. That in baptism and through the prefigurements of the Old Covenant and the Old Testament, we see that water gets rid of sin and but get and gets rid of all evil, both we see in Noah's Ark, but also in the story of the crossing of the Red Sea. But it also sets us free. It also gives life. It also waters the ground so that fruit would burst forth. That baptism has that same effect. It destroys, and at the same time it feeds. That we look at this sacrament as a destruction on one end of all that is evil and all that binds us to the world, and a feeding of grace into our souls so that we may be adopted children of God and members of his church. Then we should look at this sacrament in the fullness and its richness as we start into a, a, a deeper understanding of of this first sacrament um, for the sake of being able to understand what is God's plan for us? What is this this deepening of our of our understanding, of our knowledge, of our of our relationship with Him? And why does it start with this sacrament, this simple ritual that involves a quick prayer and a, a, uh, a pouring or immersion into the waters that have always had this purpose, always had this image and signification of, of both destruction and death, but also newness of life.